Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere, the podcast, uh, the show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to boost your happiness, and then we talk about it, and we find out if it had uh, any sort of uh, that kind of effect on them for the week. <laughs> so <laughs> this episode is with Greg Houston. Uh, very happy to get to have this conversation with him. Uh, he picked a category which I am uh, very upset that almost nobody ever picks, uh, which is positive outlook and gratitude. So very pleased to get an opportunity to talk about that. Um, if you want to go and support Greg Houston in general, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at G Houston Comedy. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at Greg Houston Comedy. Um, if you are in Ottawa, you can go and check out his show Book Club Comedy, which happens every other month. Uh, if you want to support this podcast in general, you can uh, like it, you can subscribe to it, you can rate it, five stars please, uh, you can review it, you could go skydiving and shout, love is everywhere, it's a really good podcast on your way down from the sky, um, <laughs> and then possibly yell it again as you land, um, whatever, whatever, whatever extreme sport promotion you want to do. I will be pleased with. Um, and in the meantime, please enjoy this conversation with Greg Houston. Greg Houston, <laughs> thank you for being here. Hello. Okay. Hello. Welcome. We're starting. Oh, cool. This is it. Perfect. You're in a podcast now. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> I'm staring at you and I'm staring at Rob Williams directly behind your head. Yes. Yes. I don't know whose eyes this keeps <laughs> You can kind of go between us, okay. um, give us a equal eye contact time. Perfect. Out of respect. You know? Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, thank you for being here. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, we start with an honest how are you? So how are you for real? Uh, I'm okay. Uh quiet morning to myself which is good that's nice uh just texted my mom ignored her for a little bit mm -hmm. and now texted back so it's fine and uh my roommate just left for like four days or something mm -hmm. but just also just left a bunch of laundry drying in the kitchen so i'm like yo sick oh great very considerate thank you yeah <laughs> so, i love life with roommates it was a roller coaster of a, of a morning so far mm -hmm. but yeah but in general you're doing all right Sure. How are you, like, uh, emotionally? Uh, I'm fine. Mm hmm Yeah. Just general fine. <laughs> just general <laughs> fine. Uh, you know, it's still pushing that rock up that hill. Mm-hmm. As I've been saying to everyone that's been asking, how am I doing? Like, mm hmm So, yeah. I'm excited for therapy. Yeah. In a month's time when I go back to Ottawa. Nice. So. Love therapy. Yeah. Big fan. Oh, yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Have you done therapy before? Yeah, uh, I've been going to this therapist for like six years or something. Mm -hmm. So we do CBT. Nice. Um, and he's still in Ottawa, but I go back there every two months to check in with work mm -hmm. and do therapy and run a show. So it's like a little perfect situation of doing everything at once. Yeah. In a couple of days. So it's great. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your assignment. Yes. Uh, so I gave you an assignment in the category of uh, positive outlook slash gratitude. Yeah. Um, which I was very happy that you selected that one <clears throat> because uh, gratitude is supposed to be uh, one of the most uplifting things that you can do is like uh, some kind of gratitude practice. And for some reason, no one ever picks that one. <laughs> like no one, <laughs> like it's the most, arguably the most useful one. No one ever picks it. 
Um, I think the last person who picked it, it was like, or like our third or fourth episode with Joel Buxton. I think that was the last mm. time uh, that somebody picked Positive Outlook and Gratitude. So I have gratitude for you <laughs> wanting gratitude practice. Oh, thank you. Uh, and you're welcome. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. The, the whole list was like, oh, man, every single one is so good. Good. Uh, but I'm just like, well, this can cover this and this can cover that and this can cover this. And like, where am I the most deficient right now? Mm -hmm. And I asked my friend because I was like hanging out with her and she's just like, yeah, you can be a little not positive at times. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, it's definitely that one for sure. Then. OK, cool. We're <laughs> yeah. going to get into that. Uh, so the assignment that I gave you was that you had to make a list of 15 things that you enjoy doing. Mm hmm. Um, and then you had to go back through that list uh, and write down what the last time that you did that thing was. Yes. Uh, so how did that go? It was good. Uh, I tried to like not spend too much time thinking about the list and just yes. kind of going with like my gut of like what is like, oh, simple, like positive things. Um, and then when I sent it to you and then you were like, okay, now do this. I was like, ah, tricked. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, that's why I broke it up into two parts. <laughs> yeah. I didn't tell you that you had to do both of those things. Yes. And at it first. <laughs> but it was good, though, because like as soon as you messaged back, I like put thought into it. And I was like, okay, when did I do this last? When did I do this last? When did I do this last? Um, and then like even this morning, too, I like did another recalibration or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just like, okay, let's write it down. Like, when did I actually do this? And when did I actually do this? And yeah, it was good. Mm -hmm. Do we, we going into? We can, yeah. Um, so uh, where I got this assignment from, this was a take on uh, an activity in The Artist's Way. Have you ever read The Artist's Way? No, I have not. Uh, so in The Artist's Way, it's uh, you have to make a list of 20 things that you enjoy doing. Um, I gave you 15. Uh, you. because You're welcome. Because for me, at least with when with 20, it was 20 was too many. And it kind of made me feel bad because I got to like <laughs> around 15, maybe. And then I was like, I think that's all the things I enjoy. Well, <laughs> I was like, I think I'm out of things I enjoy. I think, yeah, after 12, it starts to get like esoteric a little, yeah. a little bit. And you're like, I like breathing. Mm -hmm. Is that a thing I can do? Yeah. So I felt like 15 would be good. Like you'd have to dig a little bit and yeah. give it a little thought and get specific. Um, but not so much that you feel like burdened by the length yeah. of this list. <laughs> I really enjoyed your list, by oh, the way. Cool. It, yeah. If you would be comfortable sharing it. Sure. Uh, yeah. I have a paper copy and then uh, all the viewers at home, they can see it when we throw up on the graphics. Um <laughs> Okay, so just in, it wasn't really in any sense of order, but, uh, so number one through 15. So, uh, playing darts, uh, watching Seinfeld, drinking with pals, uh, eating a perfect breakfast, playing softball, uh, doing very, very well on a comedy show, getting recognition for creative outputs via, like, Twitter or Instagram, uh, reading a good book. Uh, learning about a new subject, hanging out with a uh, niece and nephew, doing yoga, meeting and petting a random cat, uh, traveling to do comedy, putting mustard on a poutine, and listening to Dolly Parton sing slash talk. That one was my favorite one. Oh, nice. 
Um, also, like the day that you sent me the list, uh, I was in a restaurant and Dolly Parton came on the radio, and oh. I was like, "I'm doing one of Greg's favorite <laughs> things right now." <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm in a doll a dollaissance right now. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, there's a podcast called Dolly Parton's America, and it's just like a nine episode. It's really great, uh, and it just like oh, like made me love her so so much more. She's an amazing woman. She really is. God bless you, Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so like I was listening to her music on Friday night. I was listening to it coming over here today. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's great. And just such an interesting life. Yes. Yeah. And uh, like, uh, yeah, f- uh, I like that you put listening to Dolly Parton sing slash talk. Yeah. Um, because she is uh, like a fascinating person. And the uh, interviews she, with her are so amazing. She's so funny. She's so, so funny. And so uh, self-aware. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, yeah, she's incredible. Like, the amount of jokes that, like, are simple jokes on the outside that are just like, I got big boobs. But it's like, it's like I got big boobs because that makes you guys look at my boobs. And I find that funny because I know I'm controlling you. Like, mm-hmm. it's just weird, like, yeah. <laughs> Mensa-level person. <laughs> she's, she's so great. cool. Um, so, one of the things that I appreciated about your list was that it covered... I felt like um, almost all of the categories that I had sent oh. you for options for assignments. Oh, yeah. So uh, here, I, I have your list here as well. So I okay. want to put a, pull sure. it up on my end so that I can refer to it. Um, but yeah, I sent you that list uh, of categories like mindfulness, connection with others, positive outlook, etc. Um, and then the list that you sent over included so many of those. Because <laughs> um, you've got things like... Um, uh, okay, in the realm of like self-care, uh, you've got things like reading a good book, learning about a new subject, yeah. right? Like things that you do for yourself, for your own, like, um, yeah, like feeding your own uh, well-being and, and, and comfort level and things like that. Uh, then you've also got connection with other stuff with like drinking with pals, right? Yeah. Uh, so like spending Very time with, with <laughs> spending time with people that you care, hanging out with my niece and nephew, uh, things like that. So you've got connection with other stuff in there. Um, you have mindfulness stuff in like doing yoga. Uh, you've got like really the full gamut of all Thank of, of all of those things. I am perfect in this list. Uh, you're really <laughs> killing it here. Um, so what did you notice when you went through and uh, wrote down when the last time that you did these things was? Um, that family and yoga were like the ones that I have done the least recently. Mm-hmm. And, like, family, it's kind of uh, my I – li- I moved to Toronto to be closer to my family. Um, but my parents are in Florida right now for, like, two months. So mm-hmm. they're kind of out of the picture since Christmas. Snowbirds? Yeah. Very s- – yeah, snowbirds supporting Trump's America. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> which I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go to Portugal for, like, mm-hmm. two weeks, and then I'll go to that. Uh, and then my sister's in Guelph. Um so she's much closer, and so like oh, I'm actually going there in like two weeks, I think. So, is it your sister that has the yes. n- yeah daughter and son? Yes, and then it's, yeah, and that I just have that one sister, um, and so her husband. I'll see her husband, my sister, and the kids uh, for like a weekend. Uh, I'll probably even go do a Sunday night show in Guelph. I don't know if you've done that one. It's a real raucous Sunday night <laughs> bar crowd where you get like. Two dollar bar rail or something. Great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's a recipe for a good time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you notice that uh, the ones that you are 
like I hesitate to use the word neglecting. Sure, no, yeah, but yeah. but spending time with family would be something that you're like, oh, I should be doing that more regularly. Yeah, I mean, and it's it really it hasn't been that long since Christmas. It's not even the end of February, mm-hmm. but it also feels like because January was fifty-seven weeks long. So like, yeah, it was like I think it was like two or three years long. Yeah, this year January was insane. <laughs> so it just feels like it's been a long time, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, like, I'm going to go see them, like, the first weekend of March, which is literally not this coming weekend, but next weekend, so Mm -hmm. it's really not that bad. And when I lived in Ottawa before, I would see them, like, at Christmas, at Thanksgiving, and then maybe once another time a year, and now it's, like, I'm seeing them every four uh, four times a year to more so, so, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's refueling to be with the people that you care about. Yeah, and, and you you sometimes don't realize um, how little you're doing of that <laughs> until you check in. Yeah, and yeah. maybe spending time with like the people that are just like have filled the vacuums in your life, and mm-hmm. like it's and then, then like you have to like assess like wait a minute like who are these people? Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> who that. Who are you? Talk more about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like that? Oh, um, well, just more like uh in like comedy world or like social world of like who your regular peoples are you hang out with and stuff and also too like you hang out with anyone too much you obviously like get sick of them you need breaks from them that happens in all types of relationships yeah i think it's just uh the diversifying of where you're putting your connection energy is important yeah um like even if we don't look at it as like oh you spend too much time with one person you get sick of them it's more like if you're only around one person, that's not like a healthy thing for you or that yeah. person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, you yeah. need to have like a, like a wealth of connections um, with other people. And that doesn't mean that you have to have like a really super giant friend group and be yeah. like social it, butterfly person. We're not saying everyone has to be open poly yeah, exactly. like, in every yeah. regards of their life. But, but you do need to have uh, like different, different people around yeah you know when like uh pets look like owners yeah that's like happens with people too yeah it does doesn't it (laughs) and it's like oh gosh (laughs) why'd you get that haircut uh yeah yeah i could see that um so uh, this list of things that you enjoy doing yeah um this was meant uh to serve a couple of functions for you um, for one thing, to put focus on uh, how many things you have that are enjoyable, um, things that you can go to that add happiness and fulfillment to your life. Um, maybe some were more fulfilling than others. I don't know if you get a lot of fulfillment from putting mustard on a poutine, but it is an enjoyable thing. I mean, it's filling. Yeah, just just filling, not filling. But yeah, to to focus you in on. Uh, things that you enjoy doing because so often uh, we identify so much more with the things that we don't enjoy Um, or if you uh, are in a place where you're kind of focusing on the negative then you're just going to kind of have this running list of things that you have to do all the time that you don't enjoy or um, you can be focusing on to-do lists all the time or your uh, list of obligations um, instead of focusing on the list of like optional recreational things that you have that you could be doing yeah and like because like especially in toronto comedy uh not to be too obscure and local but like there's a real sense of like 
uh, if you're not fucking grinding three shows a night, yeah. who the fuck are you? Yeah. And uh, also don't know if you can swear on this, but uh, yes, you can. Okay, <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it's just like some of that is very unhealthy it is. mindset because it's like, guess what? There's probably not three great shows you're gonna be on in mm-hmm. one night. So it's like, so you want to go bomb in front of no one? You want to go do well at one show and then do mediocre at another show because like you're so stressed, like. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, it's nice to take like a weekend off or like a Friday, Saturday off. Um, but it's also like weird at times, too, when you're surrounded by people that are just constantly reminding you of how much they're doing and how much like what shows they're on and stuff like that. So it's. Yeah, I think about this a lot um, <sighs> because I think that that is a really like toxic mentality in the comedy scene, which I'm very certain that this absolutely applies to all kinds of other professions as well. Sure, probably. But Painters got to paint right? three <laughs> paintings a night. But Otherwise, what the fuck do you think you're doing? <laughs> to, to talk specifically about comedy, it's like, yeah, this this mentality of, of like, oh, you got to be grinding all the time. You got to be, th- yeah, three shows a night, seven days a week. Like, I did 47 shows this month. Like, who is that for? Um, that, that's what I go back to is like, there is a, I remember hearing, um, Dimitri Martin talk about this once where he, um, he had the same experience coming up in New York where he'd be outside of a show and people would be like, Oh, how many shows did you do this week? Like I did 19 shows this week. Like how many shows did you do this week? And he's just sitting there being like, I did three, (laughs) you know? And, uh, that he had to sort of look at it as like, okay, where is the point of diminishing returns? Yeah here where like where does it become like i'm putting uh more energy into this than i am getting returns back in what this is actually doing for me um where like for me i'm like i just have to accept like i'm not gonna be that person like i'm not gonna be doing three shows a night and uh, it's not for me it's not gonna benefit me to do it that way yeah i think and yeah it's one thing like if you could get on three great shows in one night at like a club mm-hmm. and they have three shows for whatever reason that would be different That's, yeah like i've done four shows in a night at like absolute in ottawa with like a satellite thrown in there and it was great it was fun but also like by on the second show because there was, there's an upstairs and a downstairs portion i was like have i told these jokes to this people <laughs> or is that the other show and yeah you can't even distinguish between yeah. them <laughs> um and yeah and like there's some of that stuff like when i went to edinburgh i was like i I did fucking 19 shows in Mm -hmm. six days and that was great. But it was just like, there's not, yeah. Like the diminishing returns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that's the reason why, like I don't go to some shows and it's like, Oh, unless I'm working on something new that, cause it's all pretty much comics at this. Mm -hmm. So if they've heard any of my stuff, there's no point. point? Yeah. Like they're not going to give a real and fair reaction. Mm -hmm. So unless I'm doing that, then like, I don't really hit the mics every night. Like, that's why I signed up slash joined a darts team and league and they play on Tuesday night, which is like a huge comedy night. Like Mm -hmm. that's like, that's like our Olympics each week. (laughs) And I'm just like most of the time, like just playing darts, Mm -hmm. not doing comedy. Yeah. Well, I feel like um, with something like comedy, the good thing is, is that it's sort of a filter that's in the background all the time, right? Where like you're constantly taking in your entire environment and scanning it for 
oh yeah potential and like how can this feed in to my comedy um and even if it's not something like oh you're going and getting all these like zany stories from playing darts and stuff like if it's refueling for you to have that time um then it's good for your comedy yeah like I- it's not a a sacrifice that you're making to your comedy to take this night for yourself yeah uh and uh, like i've always been a diversified person in my interests and like things and like when i was in ottawa i, was, I curled mm-hmm. all winter long and i'd play softball all summer long and like so that's like one day a week where you're doing this thing and you're probably not doing much of the other things and like i've straight up told a comic who's 20 years old in 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 ottawa ben hoggle who I would, I've told this to his face many times where he was like, oh, I don't know what to say on stage and stuff. I'm like, you should quit comedy and <laughs> you should go live your life for a bit and then yeah. come back to comedy. And I don't mean like he should actually quit. He's very funny and he's a great, but like he should actually like have experiences. Yeah. That's how you get things to talk about in the first place. Cause he's like, should I quit my job at this engineering firm and do this? I'm like, and no, like, please don't. don't, please don't do that. You should shut up and like come <laughs> back in five years when yeah. you have actual stories to tell. I think about that a lot. Like I, I did my first sets when I was like 17 um, and then like didn't pursue it in any kind of like serious way until like eight years later. And every once in a while I'll have a feeling of like, oh, like I should have just kept going with it. Like back then when I was 17, like think of how good I'd be now if I had been like <laughs> grinding it out this whole time. And then I'm like, what would I have been talking about at 17? It's uh, not anything fun. Nothing me. interesting. Like, there's a very, very small handful of people that, like, can do that and slash should do that. And, like, Sophie Buttle was one of them. Yeah. Who, she was amazing. And she was in Ottawa. Like, she just left for Vancouver right when I started. And I started comedy at 27. Like, it's old as fuck. But, like, there's other people that, like, started when they're 18 and burnt out. And mm-hmm. there's... Yeah, I even know this 16-year-old that was in the Ottawa comedy scene for, like, two years. And guess what? His jokes fucking sucked. Like, (laughs) it was an oddity, and it was a freak Mm -hmm. show to watch a 16-year-old talk to a group of 40-year-old audience members and be like, "Uh, I'm always uh, trying to uh, borrow my dad's fishing gear so I can hook up. Like, what? (laughs) What does that mean, you fucking (laughs) 16-year-old? Like, how is that a joke? And it's like... <laughs> so it's like, yeah, if you want to uh, be really good at puns and mm. like jokes about Pokemon or something, yeah. sure, yeah, be a seventeen-year-old comic. Uh, but and not to be ageist, no. yeah, people should do whatever they want. But absolutely, but I think there's also just something to like. Um, uh, some of the nature of this business is that we do have to have this like very specific lens on our own life all the time, and I think uh, it's good for those like late teen early 20s years to not be looking at it that way oh yeah right to just like have the freedom to just live your life and not be constantly analyzing and picking everything apart all the time because even now like i'm in my 30s and it's like it it is sometimes exhausting (laughs) yeah there's sometimes like yeah there's certain times or like i'd say more for me with like dating Mm mm-hmm 
like there's certain situations where I'll be like, well, this is going to be a good bit eventually. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, you should probably just not go out with this person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't date somebody for material (laughs) or like you end up doing things you don't want to do, going places you don't want to go. Yeah, I've been to. Just because you're like, this might be good for the bit. (laughs) I've been to a lizard uh, exhibition by the (laughs) airport before (laughs) on a first date. She's like, I'm going to pick you up. You want to go to this lizard show? I'm like, sure. Yeah, this sounds perfect. What's a lizard expedition? Exhibition or expedition? Exhibition. Like they rent a hall and people bring in a bunch of goddamn lizards and And snakes and paraphernalia like that and sell you geckos and salamanders and newts. And all the accoutrement that comes with it, and like some people are like, oh, I got all, I got all these fucking ma- blue colored maggots over here. If you want to buy them for your lizards and stuff. And someone suggested this as a date. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As a first date. I think it was like our first date. Yeah. Well, points for originality. Oh, that yeah. person. Uh yeah, thirty-four uh, year old gecko, as as we call her, mm-hmm. around uh, around the the biz. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you end up doing weird shit like going to look at geckos by the airport yeah um, it's like this is a weird this is a weird time you're like maybe if you weren't a comedian you wouldn't have done that maybe that wasn't the first date but at most it was second date like we went we met up for like a drink or something on first date and then it was like this was the second date it was like oh you want to come to this reptile exhibit yeah, just a totally natural progression like, from sh- yeah. just going for drinks. I'm like, yeah, Sunday afternoon, this sounds fucking great. Because at some point, maybe it'll be a bit. Although I got to be fully <laughs> honest, I think that I would just be like so into that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because yeah. it's like a little wacky and kooky. And it's like, I've never been to a reptile exhibit. Sure. Yeah, I'll try anything once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lizard <laughs> exhibition, I'm there. <laughs> so uh, talking about positive outlook and gratitude in general. Where are you at with that stuff? You said your friend has been like, hey, maybe you're not like looking at things through such a positive lens right now. Uh, I'm working on it. And I think it's more like, I think it's much more of a thing of like keeping some of that stuff just to myself instead of being negative mm-hmm. to people and stuff. But like, I, go, I love a good rant if I can get a laugh out of someone by, by like yelling for whatever reason. Uh, so it's like some of that is just like me trying to get a reaction out of people mm-hmm. is maybe not like something I actually care about that much, but it's like a fun, but it's just fun to have a hard opinion it's, on oh, something. It's so fun to be hyperbolic. Like mm-hmm. it's the best hill to die on. So, um, but yeah, like I should, yeah, I should just work on positivity more in general. So I just have nice things to say about people instead of what I deem the truth is or whatever that is. <laughs> no, okay. No, 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 no. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go back that's to that I mean. though. No, I don't think, I don't think See, there's, that's very... I don't think, okay. I don't want to set up a <laughs> dichotomy where it's, there's what's true and then what's yes, <laughs> Those are not, those are not I know, I know. the options. I think it's the focusing on what is true and positive that is helpful. And ignoring all the flags. No, no. <laughs> this, is the, this is the thing. Is, is it is a difficult balance um, because uh, focusing on the positive is not the same as denying the negative yes. um, or what is unpleasant. That's not the same. 
Um, it's just giving them both weight. Like, because uh, when you're in a negative mindset, you can give so much priority to focusing on what is going wrong or what is bad or what is negative. And yeah. that's what you're scanning your environment for. Yeah. Um, and the, it's the letting in the scanning of the positive as well. So even if you're not ready to like totally let go of the flagging all of the negative things, it's just the also flagging all of the positive things. Yeah, no, well, and it's like a big CBT thing to like actually assess reality and do like the pros and like for lack of a better term, pros and cons. Yeah. Of whatever action you need to take in a situation. And, right. Like, Where like if you were only making a cons list all yeah, the time. Yeah, you wouldn't do anything yeah. <laughs> if you have to make every decision based on only a cons <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, I think it must. Comedy though must have some kind of weird mechanical mental interaction with that because, like, comedy is conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Like, comedy is like someone saying something that you don't expect, or like presenting something as a uh, climax that was like unforeseen or like mm-hmm. whatever ha- like something happened out of the normal that, and like, it's about like tension yeah um because the release you Building need to build the and, tension yeah. first mm-hmm. so it's like i do think some of that stuff where like it's like i don't know if you've been in a place where you've been like super happy with everything in your life and then like for me i've like whenever that kind of happens it's like oh my comedy kind of sucks right now i'm the complete opposite okay yep i'm the complete opposite um, when I'm in a happy, good place, my comedy is a million times better. And then when I'm in like a a real negative place in my life, I'm just full on not funny. Mm. I'm just like I have no no ideas. Nothing is funny. <clears throat> and like I, that's usually um even like a flag for me of when I'm kind of slipping into like a depressive episode yeah. of like oh I'm not funny. Like, that's a red flag. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm at my funniest when I'm at my happiest. That's good. And I'm, like, quicker and, uh, like, think more clearly. Yeah. I definitely think my sets are much better when I'm in a positive mood and I'm living in the moment and being reactive to the room or whatever's happening and, and things like that. Uh, I do find writing, for me, it's tougher to like get in the mood for writing if i'm like mm. everything's so goddamn great right now because it's like well where's the conflict where's the tension where's the like if there, if i don't feel like anything's going wrong mm. then why does it care like why do i care about this whatever the ttc or something mm. like who knows like because guess what ttc's freaking great okay i don't like all these mm. people complaining about ttc no it's a very good transit system it's- amazing compared to yeah. some of the cities i've been to in the world the yeah. fact that when i when i look when i check the app and i have to wait 10 minutes for a streetcar i'm like what 10 yeah. minutes like <laughs> yeah and like there's a whole policing of the poor and like the, yes the, the, yes the, yeah, it's not perfect believe me no. but like you're just miles better than ottawa was mm-hmm. like ottawa basically had no transit like it's embarrassingly bad and currently in their in their light rail, you hold open a door, it breaks the train. Like oh it's God. insane. <laughs> like it's so, and it doesn't even go. Oh wait, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Let's be positive about the Montreal transit <laughs> system and the Toronto transit system. But yeah, well, I get what you're saying about like it's hard for you to get into a like picking things apart, analyzing writing place 
yeah. when you're in a positive mood because that's not the filter that you come out writing from, perhaps. I believe so, yeah. Mm. Like, I don't know what I do for comedy. I don't know what comedy is. I've never been funny. Who knows? But I think it's, like, observation and, like, kind of living through stories mm -hmm. and then maybe retroactively being like, wait a minute, this is kind of weird. Like, I woke up on a bridge. Not a lot of people do that. Like, or whatever mm -hmm. the situation is. I think for me, it comes from, like, when I'm in a, a happy place in myself, I am more likely to be enjoying everything. Mm. And then sometimes the comedy will come from the unlikely sources of enjoyment. You know, so talking about that, like, unexpected... Yeah turn it might be looking at something that every everybody has the same negative feelings about but looking at it from the other angle of like why why that's positive or why i enjoy this thing yeah. that are, it's still the um uh opposite uh effect you know the like oh that was an unexpected turn yeah like i freaking love putting mustard on poutine <laughs> and like i was dying on the hill last night that i put peanut butter on hot dogs mm -hmm. Like, because, and it's like, that's not. I love peanut butter thing. on a burger. So, yeah, peanut, try it on a hot dog with some mustard. I, it's I also bet it great. wouldn't be bad. Yeah. Like, so it's like. We're going to get so many emails about this. Oh, yeah. Come <laughs> at me. Come at me. Twitter, G Houston Comedy. Instagram, Greg Houston Comedy. Come at me with your horrible food takes. Because guess what? Onions are gross. Onions are gross. Thank you. Unless they're ringed, they can get the fuck out. <laughs> I appreciate your hard opinions about onions. Oh. Oh, I hate <laughs> so much. But yeah, I think uh, this is a really common feeling of the like uh in not only comedy but I feel like uh all areas of the arts where people are like if I'm happy I won't be good at my art anymore. Yeah, there, and I do think it's probably been something we've been fed over the years mm -hmm. of like artists tortured artists and yeah. and yeah and you probably don't need to do that because like i'm also staring at the grease poster behind you and i don't think anyone on the grease except well wait no there was that rape scene so yeah there was yes yeah i was like yes. oh everyone that made grease was super happy but no there's some <laughs> tortured souls there <laughs> but yeah i think it's like um it it's it's an unhealthy thing that we've been fed that like if you're happy you won't be good at your art yeah and that you need to be miserable to be an artist yeah i think it's much more like i just think that you need to be analytical and yeah. like kind of critical and and for comedy you need to be kind of like self-reflective and you need a perspective yeah and oh my gosh if i could give some perspective to people <laughs> that would be my positive <laughs> i would love to coach some people into having perspective mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, buddy. <laughs> but, yeah, I think um, uh, it's not a quality measurement. Like, I don't think if you're in a happy place, uh, your comedy will be worse. But I do think it'll be different. Like, I'd be making oh, yeah. different comedy when I'm in a bad place than when I'm in a good place. Yeah, definitely. And, like, I've noticed that over the years. Like, I've been doing comedy far too long, uh, many critics say. And... Uh, <laughs> It's just like, yeah, like as my life flows, like comedy flows and like in through the very down times, it's like, so, like, yeah. And anyway, uh, your voice changes a bit depending yeah. on. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's reflective of like your id and your ego or whatever the hell. Um, and then, too, like I got a good compliment on 
uh, Wednesday night at a not a great show, but at a fine show, and it was just like some American comic was in. He's like, "Oh man, you're so positive." I'm like, "Well, I mean, you kind of have to be. There's like ten people here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you like they chose to spend almost two hours with us, so like I'm gonna make them feel like goddamn superstars." Cause, I like, love that attitude. Thank you for that. Oh, it's and it's from watching uh, one of my best friends, Chris Sandiford, too. <sighs> love and Chris Sandiford. Yeah, and he has one of the best jokes ever about a small room, which is, I'm paraphrasing, and sorry, Chris, but fuck you, too. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, there's more, there's been, uh, there's more people that have been on the moon than have been in this room right now. Oh, I love so that. So how, oh, how, how special this show is right now. Mm-hmm. How, like, each and every one of you, like, and like, that's such a good attitude to take with it. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, this is one of my like big pet peeves at shows with small audiences is when comedians will almost almost be angry on stage about how few people are there yeah. and they'll keep coming back to it about how nobody nobody's yeah. here and i'm like but you're saying that to the people who came yeah. <laughs> like these are the people who are here yeah tweet about it to the people that didn't come after like they have no control over the other people who didn't come yeah. these people came these people want to be here I'm yeah, I'm so thankful and gratitudeish mm-hmm. about like the people that choose to come and really choose to spend their time with us for 8 minutes or 90 minutes or whatever like just yeah. to like hear me talk about dumb things about cereal or something. Like <laughs> like I'm yeah, I'm and I do think that's been more since since I moved to Toronto where you do all these for lack of a better term bad shows mm-hmm. and you like oh, you got to like find the joy in it so it's like oh there's two people here it's like you guys are goddamn heroes thanks for coming like this is all for you what do you want to hear what do you want to talk about because Mm -hmm. what like that's the point of that show in that moment like it's organic it's being in the moment and it's just like yeah it's sure it's not like you can't repeat that in the grand scheme or like the grand on a grand stage or something but it's like for those people they walk away and like that's it like, was special. Yeah. And yeah. it was just for them. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, ma-. yeah, I don't get when people are mad, especially when they get the privilege of going on stage. Cause yeah. It's a privilege. It's not a right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, oh, man. And uh, yeah, I just don't like the idea of like taking something out on people who had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Like you're taking it out on these people that other people didn't come that d- the logic just doesn't flow. Yeah. I'm like, I think that's part of what upsets me is the left. The, I, I like logic. And I'm like, this makes no sense. Like, take this out. If you want to be angry about how people didn't come, be angry later. Not yeah. in front of these people who gave you their time. Um, and also with the, the small shows and stuff like, yeah, maybe sometimes like it feels like a letdown. Like you were hoping that this would be a bigger show or, you know, like you're you're disappointed. But then you have to frame it for yourself of, like, usually if there's a very small crowd, those people are psyched to be there. Like, these are people who love comedy enough that they found this show that nobody knows about. Yeah. Or they braved this snowstorm to come out and watch live comedy tonight, you know? Unless it was some kind of guerrilla show where, like, they didn't know that there was going to be a comedy show and then that happens. Yeah, that's different. That's that's very different. I side with that audience that are like i don't yes. want to hear you people talk i completely understand <laughs> that. that is a very different kind of yeah. thing the like ambush shows yeah where everybody is just sitting down having a dinner or having 
uh, like conversations with yeah. their friends and then we're like surprise there's a comedy show now stop talking to your friend who you came <laughs> out to to socialize with and listen to me talk <laughs> yeah. yeah the i think the best advice i like well i don't know if the best advice but like i think anto chan wrote one time on my set list uh have fun mm-hmm. and i was like oh that's really nice and like that's something that like i've really like pushed on to other people like you fucking better have fun up there because <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like i i, I help produce the show locally and like even in ottawa too like i always when we do the stupid mass group messages where you're just like telling everyone like meet at this time and do this amount of time blah 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 and i'm always just like you know have fun up there and let's all get rich and famous mm-hmm. like i always just sign off with like something dumb that's like that's the point of this yeah like to literally have fun up there and on those smaller shows like that audience wants it to be successful. No one's in the audience that, that like is like, oh, I want this to fail. No. Like, Everybody is there because they want it to be good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, they want the show to be good as much as you want the show to be good. Yeah. They, if anything, it means more to them because you yeah. might have another show after this show in the same night. There's one show in millions. Right? Yeah. And it just, it's a, just a drop in the bucket, whereas they might not go out to another show for months. Yeah um if that so like make it count for them <laughs> do it yeah. for them <laughs> oh man i could i wish that i could remember who this was garfunkel and oats okay, um yeah. we're talking about how uh they'll before a show tell them they'll create an imaginary fan and uh imagine them in the audience mm-hmm. so they're like like make up an imaginary person they're like oh charlotte who uh, like has listened to like every album that we've ever put out and like loves us more than anything and like traveled hours to be here tonight and like has <laughs> like put everything into being here at this show to watch us and cares so much about it like we're doing it for charlotte uh-huh. i think that's good i mean this also sounds like a bit of a psychotic break but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but to, to kind of frame it for yourself of like do it for the person who cares the most about this show. Yeah, well, and like, do you you know Mike Carrozza? Like, mm-hmm. one of his one of my favorite jokes that he has right now is of this like, oh, you guys should have bought tickets to the show happening up here, and he points to his own head. Yeah, and like goes off on this riff. He's like, I'm my biggest fan. Mm-hmm. I've come to all of my shows. Yeah, I, I wear the costume. You know? mm-hmm. Like, and it's like it's so clever and funny, and <laughs> and like is like just like, oh yeah, if you didn't enjoy me perfectly, like. I enjoyed the hell out of this. So, and like enjoying yourself on stage is so intoxicating. And like, it just like some of the advice I've given to like newer comics over the years is just like, like you can have fun up. Like you can enjoy yourself. You can smile. You can like be in the moment. If you flub a word, guess what? Mm -hmm. They don't know what the word was supposed to be. Yeah. Like they don't know the lyrics. Like you can just, you can just mm-hmm. be like it, you don't have to beat yourself up for like a joke bombing or whatever and you don't have to be mad at them for whatever the case may be like it's just like yeah i think like to go back to like you've made a list of all of these things that you enjoy doing like the reason we do comedy is because it is a thing we enjoy yeah uh so it's important to remind yourself of that when you get sucked into these like yeah, like, and I didn't want to, like, spend too, too much time on only comedy things on the list. Yeah, and, like, of course. It, it was a very balanced list. I appreciated that. <laughs> Thanks. I try to be a very balanced person. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it was, like, 
because yeah and like some of the stuff it's like goals are not like a positive thing and my like my goals in comedy are to do this this and that but like it's more just like oh what do i really enjoy with comedy it's like oh just doing really well at a show mm-hmm. and like maybe having people like approach me after and be like oh man like that was so funny like do 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 this is so funny or friends being like oh this thing you posted was funny like this thing was funny whatever so yeah i think like um you can get very wrapped up in your sort of like a uh, checklist of goals in comedy of yeah. like these are the things i'm supposed to achieve these are the markers like these are the benchmarks of success um and like get these festivals you know get on these shows yeah. like uh all of that stuff and i think it's important to also remind yourself of like what do i want to like what are my goals in terms of what i want to do with my comedy yeah right like obviously there's the baseline of like bring people joy you know make people laugh make somebody who's had a shitty day have a less shitty day because they went to this comedy show yeah uh things like that make people feel less alone that's a big one yeah i'm just like if you're sharing something that's embarrassing or personal in your comedy Maybe there's somebody in the audience who's, like, very happy to have heard you say that and it made them feel less alone because they feel the same way. Yeah, I think heck so. Heck so. Heck yeah. So. <laughs> heck so. Heck so. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, that's that's one that I, that I hold on to a lot of, like, that would be one of my, like, ultimate goals for myself and my future comedy. Yeah. Just, like. Make people feel less alone. Make yeah. people feel seen. Yeah. And, like, yeah, because it's just, like, and people like to associate with, like, who they see reflective on stage and stuff, too. So it's, like, finding, a bit of finding your audience and your audience finding you and, like, mm. continuously putting yourself out there to, like, be open to that. And, like, that's also why it's, like, good to go try new shows and new cities and mm-hmm. travel the world and do all this jazz. And it's, like, yeah. It's a beautiful thing that we get to do. Yeah. And again, like, and the fact that audiences give us a time. Yeah. And like, to everyone listening to this who goes out to live comedy shows, thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You guys are the heroes. Yeah. Like, for real. <laughs> we, uh, there's no show without an audience. Mm-hmm. So it's, otherwise it's just talking to in front of a mirror and it's like, it's, that doesn't quite work. I don't think. Uh, so yeah. Thank you for supporting the arts. I well, guess. it's that it's that um, I don't know the exact quote, but it's that Brian Regan quote of like that uh, comedians are like musicians who are playing and the instrument they're playing is the audience. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Right, so it's like thank you for coming out to shows. Otherwise, like there would be no instrument. Yeah, it'd be like a guitarist just standing on stage without a guitar. <laughs> it would just be a lot of joke marmalade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, how do you how do you feel after completing this assignment? Uh, good. I think uh, I think like accountable for more of my positivity and gratitude, mm-hmm. and like really being like, oh, like most of these things, like I am doing regularly. That's like, good. Not daily, but like weekly or something. Like I am doing these stuff, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, like I can take pride in the fact that. I'm doing things, these things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, yeah, it gives you uh, a sense of a positive outlook of like, of like, oh yeah, like that, this kind of rocks. Yeah. Like I enjoy doing all of these things, doing them all the time. Like you just take a moment to just appreciate that sometimes life is really great. 
Yeah, exactly. I love that. Well, we end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you and I don't know each other very well. No. Um, but my sense of you has always been from the get-go that you are just like, you're a very warm energy kind of person. Like, um, I, I'm a very nervous person and I'm very nervous in new social situations, meeting new people, um, being in groups of people who I, who I don't know very well and, uh, meeting you right away. I was like, <sighs> it was like a like <laughs> like sigh of relief. It was just a feeling of like I don't need to be nervous around this person. He's fine. Like uh-huh. <laughs> he's a, Thank you. You, uh, you have a very like warm and comforting energy to you. Thanks. Yeah, and it, you do give off a very like a uh, a positive energy. Like that's good. That's years of probably therapy. <laughs> yeah, right. Therapy's great. Everybody go yeah, therapy. Talk therapy. <laughs> uh. But yeah, like I, uh, yeah, you just you have a very comforting presence about you. Thanks. Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, of the people that have known me in my entire life, like they might say, "Oh, it's I've changed over the years and mm-hmm. stuff." But uh, the one compliment my therapist gave me one time is like, "Oh, you're a very authentic person," and I I really hold that. To be kind of like that's, that's an excellent. It's a compliment. good thing to be, yeah, mm-hmm. just authentic and like tr- attempt to be positive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, I think that like uh, it seemed. Now I could be wrong about this. It seemed like you saying people who have known me for a long time would say that I've changed over time was almost a deflecting of the compliment that I gave you. <laughs> um, <laughs> whereas, uh, I think that that's a beautiful thing, and that that's the whole goal of of life, right? Is to just come into your own more and more over time. Yeah. And to be a better and better version of yourself every day. Heck yeah. Heck so. Heck so. <laughs> oh, Greg, thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. All right. And uh, listeners, go be nice to yourself. And remember that love is everywhere. <laughs>